What is that? Does the Tuttle Daily Podcast now have intro music? Yes, but a little bit of a jobber way because I'm using the bare minimum when it comes to audio editing software. So I can't multi-track. And by multi-track, if you're not used to the radio lingo or people that edit audio for a living, multi-tracking is I'm able to talk and play the music underneath of me while I'm talking, playing it just below so you can hear my voice. My voice pops, but the music is under that. Plus, I'm also limited because I'm a podcast. I'm on all these big platforms right now. I can only play a certain amount of music. These radio stations that you hear play music, full songs, even Bubba the Love Sponge, they all had music licenses, so they were able to play music without getting fined or getting in trouble for what they're doing. Yeah, Bubba ran into a little bit of problem on the YouTube channel, so what I have to be careful of is I can play maybe in between 10 to 15 seconds in a row, and then I got to break it up. So my plan is from now on through the Tuttle Daily Podcast, you're going to be hearing 10 to 15 second increments of some of the most popular songs, stuff that I'm listening to right now. Yes, it is a little bit of a white trash Volusia County way to do it, but fuck, that's where I'm from and that's how I'm going to do it. If you're joining me while in progress right now, welcome to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. If you want to check out my website, you can easily do that by going to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. If you want to check out my videos, my videos have been pretty good. I've been doing a lots and lots of live streams, so check it out. I didn't do one last night because Sprint service has been so goddamn shitty. I just threw up my hands and I was like, fuck it, I'm not doing a live stream tonight. But I plan on doing one tonight. Check out my video uh, content page by going to TuttleTV.com. That's TuttleTV.com. Check it out. It directs you directly to my YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe and hit the bell button so you're alerted anytime I go live so you don't miss anything. Anytime I go live or put up any new uploads, you are going to be contacted first. If you'd like to contribute to the cause, help donate, help me out because all the money you may give me is going to go directly back into this podcast for better comment for my YouTube page as well as my podcast page. You can do that by going to my PayPal account. Don't care if it's a dollar. I know people are going through a hard time right now with this pandemic going on. I know a lot of people are out of work and they're saving, they're holding their money close, but you can please help me out anyway by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Guys, if you'd like to email me, I'd love to hear from you. Questions or comments. I want to know what you're going through right now when it comes to this pandemic. Are you working through it? Uh, did you get sent home? Are you having to stay home? Because a lot of kids are at home. They're not at school right now. So I don't even know what some of these parents, husbands and wives that have to work two, two jobs, what they're doing. Because if one of them, just one of them is having to take time off of work to stay home with the kids, I it's going to put them in a predicament. You know, 
I grew up from the generation that was called the latchkey kids, which was Generation X. And the reason they called us latchkey kids is because our generation, most of the parents, they were either working because they needed to or they were divorced and it was a single mother or a single father and they had to work and the kids were, the parents weren't there for the kids when they got off the bus, the school bus every single day because my generation, the latchkey kids, Generation X, we had to go home, take care of ourselves, feed ourselves, do our homework, maybe get in a little bit of a playtime hanging out with our buddies. But then we usually didn't see our parents until dinner time. And then after that, we went right to bed. So that's why they're saying that our generation, Generation X, is the best well-suited for this pandemic. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Now, if you're wondering the music that I'm playing, it's very popular right now. I've not been a really, really big fan of his, but this is one of the first tracks that he's come out with that I'm really, really digging, and that's The Weeknd, and the name of the song is Blinding Lights. Coming right out of the box, some of the breaking news that broke this morning before I started recording this podcast is Democratic presidential nominee, the guy that is going for the nomination, Bernie Sanders, has officially suspended his campaign. Now, does that mean he's officially dropped out? No. Right now it's kind of suspended, you know, so there's possibility he could come back, but this man, this poor, poor, very respected Jewish man is now going to get screwed, get absolutely fucked out of the nomination for two of these Democratic primaries in a row. He got done dirty by Hillary, then got done dirty by Obama and Biden coming around and telling everybody else to drop out. You better pitch your support behind Biden if you know what's good for you. Yes, I think Bernie has finally seen the light and know that the political system, the political giant system that is rigged for the rich and elite to take control and represent our citizens, I think he's finally come to the realization that he's not going to be able to beat that. As a member of the Democratic leadership in the United States Senate, and as a senator from the state of Vermont, this is something that I intend to intensely be involved in over the next number of months. You can tell Bernie is completely thrown in the towel on this whole situation because it sounds like he pretty much told everybody in his campaign that was working just to go home. Don't worry about it. I got this and it seems like he even fired his sound man because Jesus Bernie come on man you're running a big big well you were running a big big campaign but your audio sounds like complete garbage and that will require require an enormous amount of work. Now, I've said many, many times, I really do not trust any politician, no matter if it's liberal, Republican, Democratic. I think they're all scumbags. I really don't think they have our best interests in the front of their minds. So, but I do, I got to say, Bernie is one of the closest things that I've ever seen to that. Do I agree with a lot of his policies? No, I'm not into that. And I'm not going to call Bernie a socialist, but just all the extra money that would be spent on taking care of people here in the United States. Yes, if we're going to be considered one of the greatest countries in the world, we have to take care of the poor, the less fortunate. We've got to take care of them because
because listen, I got assistance growing up. I was on reduced lunch going through high school and middle school. So my parents got help, but they were hard workers. I do believe, even though it is a small percentage, there is a very, very small percentage that takes advantage of the system that does not want to work. They just want to have kids and take in government assistance. And that's how they're going. That's their job. That is what they do for work for a living. I don't agree with that, but I do believe that the less fortunate does need to be helped. But I do believe that Bernie wanted to make changes and and it just shows you how far out there some of Bernie's ideas are because even his own political party, the Democratic Party, completely sold him out. They have now screwed him on two consecutive Democratic primaries because the Hillary thing, Bernie was destroying her and then somehow, some way, they were able to hand that to Hillary because she was one of those blue bloods. She was royalty. She had a name. People loved names. People loved these monarchies. Even though we broke away from the United Kingdom, for some reason here in the United States, people are fascinated with royalty, royal families. And that's why they wanted to put Hillary in there. And Bernie got absolutely fucked out of that dem- Democratic primary. And then now what had happened, uh, Bernie was absolutely destroying Biden. And then what happened is Obama went in. Yes, Obama has not like endorsed anybody as of yet, but he did go in there and he basically told these other candidates, hey, you ain't got a choice. You are not going to win this. We will take care of you. If our candidate wins, if you back out now, tell all the people, people that support you to support Joe Biden, we will make sure you got spots in cabinet if Biden wins. That is exactly, that's how politics work and that's how Bernie got screwed out of another Democratic primary. It's it's plain and simple. It's easy to see. Which takes me to the state of our presidential campaign. I wish I could give you better news, but I think you know the truth. And that is that we are now some 300 delegates behind Vice President Biden could pinpoint exactly what has happened and why Bernie has decided to suspend his campaign. The man is old and he's looked at how these young people, the young people that talked about, hey, we're going to make change. We don't like Trump. We hate Trump. We hate the Republican Party. So we're going to get out and support Bernie. Guess what? Those young people actually failed. They did not show up. They did not turn out to support Bernie, their campaign, their candidate that they were behind. You guys let this old man down. It is like you spit in your very own grandparents' face by not turning out and supporting Bernie when you guys are all gung-ho about making change in this country. It's never going to change because you young people all talk big. I was guilty of it when I guilty of it when I was younger in my early 20s, late teens. I would talk a big game yeah, let's rock the vote. Because when I was young, they had that whole rock the vote campaign going through MTV. And guess what? That fell right flat on its fucking face as well, too. Young people don't care because they only live in the moment. They do not think about the future. And that's what happens. I'm guilty of it. My parents were guilty of it. Every generation will be guilty of it because they're only thinking in the present when they're young. They're not thinking about the future. And that's why these 
young people do not turn out to support somebody like Bernie Sanders that had all these radical ideas. They may be radical, but they're different. He was trying to change the place that we're living in right now. And Bernie, you know, the young people just said they don't give a fuck. Just go about your day. And I don't blame you, Bernie. Just give up, man, because you've done your part. The younger generation is what failed you. And the path toward victory is virtually impossible. So while we are winning the ideological battle and while we are winning the support of so many young people and working people throughout the country. Oh, the working people definitely supported you. It was the young people. The young people basically told you. They're breaking it down for you plain and simple. Go to bed, old man. We're tired of your senile speeches. We think you're so far out there. We don't want to support you. Even though we talked to big game and said we would support you, we basically said, fuck you, grandpa. I have concluded that this battle for the Democratic nomination will not be successful. And so today, I am announcing the suspension of my campaign. And you blow it! Maybe you can show me how to love. Maybe. I ended up deciding to give The weekend another chance after seeing the new Adam Sandler movie, Uncut Gems. The weekend he, he was actually playing himself, so it's not like he uh, had to go through a big stretch to play the role that he was playing in Uncut Gems. But uh, I ended up giving him another shot in this uh, song, Blinding Lights. Uh, it was one of those first tracks that I could actually get into that The weekend did. Listen, guys, I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest. I'm trying to find things to talk about on this podcast to entertain you guys, to get your minds off of all the problems that's going on in our country because of this goddamn virus. I know all of you guys are getting tired of it. Listen, there needs to be a fine balance. You know, there's a lot of these assholes that don't take it seriously that's going out. They, they're getting other people infected. And then you got these people that take it way, way out of proportion. And those are the ones that are kind of going to end up being the wreck of the economy. Yes, listen, things are bad. I just want you guys to know that I'm trying. I'm trying my best to find audio, to find topics, news stories, things to talk about that are coronavirus related. But I'm sorry, guys, it's virtually impossible because all the news, it is a news media black hole. Everything is getting sucked right into this black hole and it's all coronavirus related stuff and that that's all I can find. But one of the interesting, more interesting stories, but tragically very, very sad is how hard the African-American and minorities in this country, in the USA, are having with this coronavirus. No, they're not catching it. Minorities, especially African-Americans, are not catching the disease any easier than any of the, you know, white people, Caucasians, other races. It's just that there's a, a lot, a lot of underlying health issues issues that we don't even realize that affects more races than others. And, and it's sad. And I think our country needs to step up and help out the African-American community as well as the minorities through this hard time. I don't want you to think, oh, he's saying take care of the illegals. No, I think if you're here illegally, you're not an American citizen. If you're an American citizen, you can vote. You've been here all your life. You've been born here. You need to get treated just like any other American citizen. And that's why we have to step 
step up to the pump and help out the African-American community as well as the minority community here in our country when it comes to the coronavirus. African-Americans being hit disproportionately hard by the virus. In Chicago, they comprise only 30% of the population, but account for a staggering 72% of deaths. Now, let that sink in, guys. They only account of 30% of the population in that city, but they account for more than 70% of the deaths in that city. That just shows you how hard the minorities, and especially the African-American population, the citizens in this country, particularly in that city, are getting hit hard. And there's a lot of underlying issues that African-American community is affected with. High blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, everything that you can think of, obesity, it's all coming into play when it comes to this. So in the African-American community, and we're doing everything in our power to address this challenge, it's a- I'm not saying that the African-American community is not getting hard, but I, I just had this thought. I, I would love to see a research done to see how the coronavirus is affecting lower income families, black, white, Spanish, wherever you're from, Asian. I'd like to see with it because I don't think this, yes, it could be a race thing because African-Americans are more prone to other diseases than Caucasians are. But what I'm trying to say is that I think it has something to do with poor diets because think about this, guys. If you want to eat healthy, you have to pay more. It is cheaper to eat an unhealthy diet. Unhealthy food, fast food is so inexpensive. Yes, some of the fast food places are kind of expensive, but what I'm trying to say is that I think this might be a class thing more than a race thing. I think a lot of the poor people are going to be hit harder because they they don't have, they have inadequate health insurance. Uh, Poor people are less likely to go to the hospital. My friend, you know, I talked to my friend Derek. We kind of grew up in the same type of background. And when we were younger, we didn't go to the hospital. And especially when we were in our early 20s, we didn't go to the hospital because it was too goddamn expensive. And we just always thought, oh, we'll get better. Oh, you'll get over it. And that's the way that we look. And I that on top of all the bad things that uh, that poor people have to eat. It's ridiculous. And I think this is more of a class situation more than it is a race situation. Tremendous uh, challenge. It's terrible. America's favorite doctor makes his way to the podium and actually goes into more in depth with why this disease, why the coronavirus, why COVID-19 is affecting minorities and African-Americans more than the white people, Caucasian. just want to make a brief comment to get back to the discussion about the health disparities in in, uh, the African-American community because it really is very important. And the reason... And I got to say, I think Dr. Fauci does care about the African-American community because I just saw him. He's definitely got some street cred right now because I saw him on with Jesus and Mero on Showtime. And I got to tell you, uh, Jesus and Mero, they can get a little bit hardcore. But I got to tell you, Dr. Fauci rolled with all the punches when it came to any of the questions that Jesus and Mero asked him. It was a great interview. If you get a chance, YouTube that uh, Jesus and Mero interviewed Dr. Fauci. I want to bring it up because I couldn't help sitting there reflecting about sometimes when you're in the middle of a crisis. And as some of you know, I've, the greater proportion of my professional career has been defined by HIV AIDS. And if you go back then, uh, during that period of time when there was extraordinary stigma, particularly against the gay community. Now, see, this is the problem with these daily press conferences that they do. And I want to preface this by saying I don't think Dr. Fauci meant anything about this. And listen, I am very pro-homosexual, lesbian, all those.
goes. Whatever you do in your personal life, it does not affect me. Live your everyday life. I don't care what you do. If you're a man and you want to be a, wo- a woman, and if, you, if you're a woman and you want to be a man, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want to. That's your life. I support whatever you want to do. But I know there are some people, some of these hardcore that are in the community that are not going to be liking that the African-American community is being lumped in with the gay community and the stigma they had to go through with AIDS and HIV in the early 80s. I And I, like I said, I don't think Dr. Fauci meant anything by it, but man, this is going to, I can see the media or some website, one of these bloggers is going to blow this out of proportion and try to say that Dr. Fauci was trying to group in homosexuals and African-American men or whoever uh, is going to lump them in together because they had to deal, the gays had to deal with AIDS and HIV and now African-Americans are having to deal with the coronavirus. Yeah, that's not going to fly. Somebody's going to make a big deal out of it, but there was no ill will meant towards it coming from Dr. Fauci, in my opinion. And it was only when the world realized how the gay community responded to this outbreak with incredible courage and dignity and, and strength and activism that I think that really changed some of the stigma against the gay community, uh, very much so. I see a similarity here because health disparities have always existed for the African-American community. No, I agree that there are other health issues that blacks and African-Americans have to worry about that other races don't, but this all goes back to what I was saying. I think this is more of a class disease. It is, you know, taking advantage of the poor health care system that the poor have, poor diets that the poor have. It all accumulates into one big firestorm. And I think that this is a class situation. Poor people are having to deal with this more than a race issue. Listen, guys, I felt like the weekend was getting lonely. I hadn't played him a little bit and had to finish out this song. Here again with the crisis, how it's shining a bright light on how unacceptable that is. Because yet again, when you have a situation like the coronavirus, they are suffering disproportionately, as Dr. Berg said correctly. It's not that they're getting infected. Now, all the Trump supporters don't get mad at me for the statement that I'm about to make. But do you think, and I think this is very likely, likely scenario, they were looking at how well Biden is doing with the minority community here in the United States, the voter base, the African-Americans, the Spanish, the Asians, all those minorities that Biden's doing well, so well with right now. I'm sure one of his campaign managers can, Mr. Trump, number 45, listen, guys, we're kind of, we're kind of pulling a little bit behind on Biden with all these minorities. So let's, during our next press conference, let's bring up the fact, which is true. It is true. This isn't made up by the Republican Party, but I wouldn't doubt it that they would. They were like, what can we do? We got to we got to catch back up with Biden, because, listen, even though we're dealing with a pandemic and a tragedy right now in our country, don't think for a minute that these Republicans and Democrats have stopped campaigning for one single second. Every move, everything they do is calculated. Trump is these these daily press conferences are kind of great for Trump because he's out in front of the camera. He's not having 
happen to travel from every podunk state that he's trying to get votes in, he can all do it. Everybody's coming to him now. So this is like one big thing. And I'm sure somebody came to him and said, hey, we need to work on our minority numbers, the African-American voters. Let's talk about that. Let's let's let it be known our concerns that this disease, this coronavirus, COVID-19 is affecting the black and African-American community. Let's do that. Let's go for it. We'll get Dr. Fauci to even back us up because we'll sound more legitimate if an official doctor is backing us up on this bullshit that we're spewing right now. More often is that when they do get infected, their underlying medical conditions, the diabetes, the hypertension, the obesity, the asthma, those are the kind of things that wind them up in the ICU and ultimately give them a higher death rate. Let's be honest, guys. If we're talking asthma in the African-American community, that's not asthma. They are smoking some of the dankest, most potent shit out there, man. <coughs> Stop hitting it so hard. <coughs> One of the big issues that we're having to deal with right now with this whole coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic that we're dealing with here in the United States has been the stock market. The economy has been shitting the bed. The stock market has been like a roller coaster from hell that never ending. One of the things right here in the United States with a lot of these states that have recreational marijuana as well as medical, a lot of these weed companies are available on the stock market right now and every one of them is hurting right now and I have some theories on it but here is a news story that was on MSNBC. The MJ cannabis ETF is down more than twice what the S&P is so far this year. Cannabis companies were already suffering because of a lack of rollout in retail. In fact, cannabis growth is shutting down some greenhouses in Canada. You want to know why the weed industry is, is suffering right now and this was not due to the coronavirus. It's because some of them sell the weakest shit you could ever get. I know some of these white trash freaks here in Oak Hill that can get me better quality marijuana and there's not going to be any sticks or seeds in it. Yes, I know a lot of these medical places aren't selling flour, but some of the, the percentages of THC, they're mixing more CBD in than anything. So yes, I think people have more trust in their neighborhood dealer than what they do with some of these medical marijuana companies that are springing up all over the state of Florida. But now, as you say, they're facing two threats uh, from um, besides market pressures. One, a lot of cannabis equipment, whether from lab testing or packaging for stores, comes from China. Second, that's something you don't have to worry about with your neighborhood friendly dealer. He usually uses containers, maybe a spaghetti jar that had spaghetti sauce in it that his mom or his sister or one of his side hoes had that made a pot of spaghetti for the whole family the night before or a Ziploc bag, a plain and simple Ziploc bag bought from Winn-Dixie. Any of that can make do just packaging weed on a daily basis. Are Americans going to stop going out and shopping at dispensaries? So I talked to two guys with skin in the game. Yes, they're going to stop going to these dispensaries. It's one of the, I remember the first time my mom, she, uh, she's had cancer and she got on medical marijuana. Uh, it helped her out, helped her out with her appetite. She has central tremors, so she smokes and she's straight as an arrow whenever she smokes a little bit and does not shake one single bit. But I went with her the first time to the uh, dispensary to just walk her through it. She thought she would be able to use her car.
card. If you're ever going to a dispensary here in the state of Florida, be forewarned, you cannot use a debit card. They have ATM machines, and the reason that you're not allowed to use an ATM card is because banks are federally funded, and it's not federally legal. Marijuana is not federally legal here in the United States of America, so you're not able to purchase marijuana through the banking system. So they have ATM machines there, and you get your money out, and you have to pay for cash. The other thing, since they only deal in cash, every single one of these employees are walking around with guns, open carry, because we're a concealed uh, carry permit state here in the state of Florida, but these guys are carrying sidearms just right in the open. I guess it's kind of a little bit of a deterrent or deterrent or whatever you want to say. God, I never considered myself an English major, even though I uh, am a broadcaster and have done it all my life, basically. But yes, just be forewarned. And and the thing is, is it, it's a little it's a little stressful. I know you can't go to your dealer and use a card. Uh, now, I have known some dealers that have a uh, one of those little squares on top of their phones, and they put something else in there for the transaction. But I have seen on occasion, a rare, rare occasion, that a dealer will uh, swipe your card on a square. Green Thumb Industries CEO Ben Kovler and John Traubin of Altitude Investment Management, that's a fund with investments in over 20 cannabis companies. And while we haven't seen the, the full effect of it, we are starting to see the beginnings of tightening supply of things like vape cartridges or uh, packaging or various inputs to the supply chain. You know, we really don't have this problem anymore because there is such a large, abundant amount of marijuana on the streets or you can buy it legally as well too. But back in my late teens, early 20s, we would go through periods in a city. They'd be like, man, we're dry, man. It's dry in this city right now. I can't tell you the last time that I've not personally been able to find a little bit of weed when it all comes down to it. Well, everything that we're hearing regarding China is that China is coming on, coming back online. It would be more impactful for us of what happens here in the U.S. than what happens in China. We're operational in 12 different states, and if consumer trends and if schools and if shopping... Sounds like somebody forgot to turn their iPhone off. Well, I don't even think you can actually silence the alarm. That's one of the worst sounds that you can hear is that alarm that comes standard with the iPhone, especially when you're used to getting up at 3.30 every morning to do a morning radio talk show. It sucks when you hear that. As long as you can get your feet out of the bed, landed on the floor, you're usually pretty good to go. But man, at the moment, that is the worst fucking sound in the world, which is the iPhone alarm going off. And if things change, that's going to really impact what happens. Kobler says he's not seeing people stop coming to dispensaries yet. Uh, Carl, neither is he seeing people stock up yet. And one thing that's not a problem, product. They've got plenty of it. Why? Because it's all grown here. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, nigga. I'm still fucking with you. Still waters run deep. Still Snoop Dogg and D.I.A. Nah, nah, nigga. Guess who's back? I can already see a pattern starting to form here on all the topics that I've covered so far. I mean, I've talked about Bernie Sanders, who many people out there in the political and the voting system believe that he's a socialist and he only cares about the less fortunate. And that's what he cares about. That's why a lot of people call him a socialist. I, I've talked about how I think that what's going on right now and why more African-Americans and minorities are 
are being affected by this pandemic we're going through right now is really not erasing. I don't think it is erasing. Yes, there are underlying diseases and conditions that African Americans and minorities are susceptible to, and they have those, and that's why it's affecting them. But I also think that this is a lot. It has to do with class. Poor people, they don't take care of themselves as well. They most likely don't have insurance. And when they go to the hospital, they don't go and see a doctor. They go to the emergency room. And listen, I've been guilty of it. I've been to the emergency room a lot of times. And you know what I did with the bill? I paid a couple of bucks every single month and and I'm still paying them off. But I'm not going to let myself go bankrupt because I needed to be taken care of. And I don't want people to start thinking, oh, Tuttle's turning into a liberal. He is a goddamn liberal. I don't like talking politics, guys. And when I talk politics, I'm giving you my opinion, right or wrong, Republican, Democrat, right wing or liberal. I just give you my opinion because I've said this time and time again, but I always have to reset because you're getting a new audience. You're getting people that are listening to you on the radio the first time or downloading your podcast for the first time. And you got to reset continuously because you got new people coming on board. And then for the people that have been here since the beginning, the people that have followed my career since I started in radio with the Ron and Fez show, I appreciate that. If you ever talk to somebody that's a listener of mine or a supporter of mine, fill them in, give them all the backstory about my life. It's not too exciting. I've done a lot of crazy shit. But what I'm trying to say is that I don't like talking politics, guys. I like making people laugh, but I've had to pivot. I've had to kind of call an audible on what I'm doing with this podcast, because when I've been a funny guy on the radio most of my career, I've dealt and I've played off of a host, Russ Rollins, great, great host, Bubba, another great host. Those two guys, Russ and Bubba, have a lot in common more than what they would like to admit, but they're they're very self-deprecating type people. Russ, one of the first guys I ever worked for, he would always make himself the butt of the joke. He would set up his co-host, producers, all of the people on the show, he would set them up and he would allow himself to be the butt of the joke. And that's why they're so good at what they do. That's why Russ and Bubba the Love Sponge and Drew Garabo are so good at what they do is because they set up the people on their show and they don't mind being the butt of the joke. So that's why it's easy to be a co-host and be funny. But now with me hosting this podcast, I've had to, you know, like I said, call an audible. I'm having to give my opinion more. If I can fit in a joke, I will. But right now, listen, I've worked in radio a long, long time and I've dealt with these big news stories that'll pop. Uh, When 9-11 happened, it was a good month before we talked about anything. I mean it. I I swear to God, everything we talked about for the month after 9-11 working in radio was 9-11 related. We could not get away from it. And right now, it's kind of hard to be funny with this pandemic. Yes, there are jokes that jokes are to be made. But listen, I, I believe that it's never too early for a joke. I think you can heal. You can come back from controversy or or tragedy that's happened to you in your life through humor. And that's why I think a joke is always appropriate. Uh, Does everybody take it as a joke? No, because civilization that we live in right now is that people are just so serious and they can't take jokes. And it's just weird because you got to be careful about what you say in just every single just ordinary conversation you have on a daily basis because you don't know who you're going to offend, even though it's your opinion. I've always been the type of guy. I don't care what your opinion is. I will have a conversation 
conversation with you. If you come up with other like arguments on why your opinion is better than mine, I'm all for changing my mind. I want my mind to be changed. I want to have a different perspective, and that's why I can talk to people. I don't get mad when people have a different opinion of uh, of mine. I want I want people to enlighten me and and teach me new things, and that's why people just get so offended. People just need to lighten up a little bit. So back to what I'm saying. I and I'm getting way out there right now. Sorry, I got caught up again. God, do, do I need to take more Adderall, or am I taking too much Adderall? Now let me get back to my original conversation before I went on that outrageous and psychopathic filibuster I just went on. But back to what I was saying is a lot of people are going to start calling me a liberal thinking that I'm always looking out and I have so much sympathy for the misfortunate or the poor. Do you realize that a lot of people are just dealt a bad hand? A lot of people that are successful, the ones that were given a chance on a daily basis, had a great family, had great moms and dad and gave, gave them all the tools that they needed to be successful as adults. So a lot of people are just dealt a bad hand and that's just life. Life is unfair. And I do believe that some of these people, there are some, there are some people, white people, black people, Spanish people, all races. There's some, there's a bad egg. There's a turd in the punch bowl of the group that does not want to work and just wants a free ride. But there are some of these people that just got dealt a bad hand and, and they're looking to work and they need help right now. And I I think we need to help those people that want to work, that are trying and were dealt a bad hand. And this is just another case of it. Here in the state of Florida, our unemployment website has been god awful. It's been horrendous. It's been a goddamn dumpster fire. And it's put people in a really, really bad situation right now. And now with us trying to keep people away from each other, with the spread of this pandemic we're going through right now, they're giving out paper forms to fill out. You take them home, fill them out, and then you come back. Well, once they did that, the first day, it was a madhouse. It was like they were throwing rice and wheat to a bunch of Somalians in Africa. That's how bad they were fighting over this piece of paper to get help while they're unemployed right now, something that they've most likely been paying into for for most of their life. They've been paying into it. So why not take advantage of it? Why not do it because you're paying into it. They're taking money out of your paycheck every single week. So take advantage of it. And these poor people, it was a madhouse. There had to be thousands of people lined up. The cops had to get involved to settle people down. And one of the cops thought, you know, trying to calm everybody down, grabbed some of the paperwork and started handing it out. And he got mobbed. So uh, I think they kind of changed it up a little bit where they're going to be handing them out to people. But this is a news report from South Florida where they had all the problems At the front of the line, people on top of each other... Come on, guys, you know I had to. It's South Florida. Listen to that crowd. How do you expect me to not put a rooster crowing at the end of that soundbite? The honking you hear is from frustrated drivers. This was Hialeah earlier. People pushing each other, forgetting social distancing guidelines. We don't want to turn this into a ride, into a shoving match. We cannot forcibly make them comply. Three hours already. 
From Sky 10, you can see the crowds at the John F. Kennedy Library. Now, did they have to? Did they feel it was necessary to break out the fancy chopper that every local news TV station has that they actually put in the promos of, hey, look at us. We have Eagle Eye 9 over covering WFTV territory in Orlando. No. Why do they all have to do that? And was it, was it necessary to break out a copper or a chopper to film a bunch of minorities and lower class poor people trying to get paperwork that they desperately need? Hi, Aaliyah started handing out unemployment forms at 11 this morning. Of course, everybody out here is risking their lives to get this application. <laughs> At one point, a Hialeah police officer handing out the forms is surrounded by a mob. <laughs> People calling this unorganized, afraid to walk out sick. Critics say good intentions, but this was poor planning. I'll take the criticism to help all these hundreds or ten thousands of people. These are people that are hardworking people. They live week, week to week, month to month, and they, they need money. And finally, I'll leave you with this little bit of a soundbite. Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, had a few errors in judgment when it comes to some choice words he was using. I got to give him credit. He immediately called himself out for it and said it was a bad choice of words himself. My understanding of what Dr. Tam explained yesterday uh, is that if people want to wear a mask, uh, that is okay. It protects others more than it protects you because it prevents you from breathing or, or, or speaking uh, moistly on them. Oh, what a terrible image. Now, where did it in the history of vocabulary spoken word from our like ancestors, when did moist become a dirty word? I don't understand. Why moist? I, I've dated some girls and moist. They, they hated the word moist. Like even if you were describing a cake, if you described it as moist, they would get they would get grossed out. You know, I know like girls would get freaked out hearing moist panties or I'm moist or I guess that's where it comes from. It's it's got to be where it comes from, but I just don't understand why this is such a bad thing. Because it prevents you from breathing or, or, or speaking uh, moistly on them. Oh, what a terrible image. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you get a chance, please tell your friends, family, whoever you know. Tell, tell everybody on your social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tell them about this show because I'm not on the radio right now and I have no way of promoting my content that I'm putting out there. If you want to check out my website, go to Tuttle.net. If you want to check out my video content, go to TuttleTV.com. Make sure you subscribe and hit that little bell button so you're alerted anytime I go live or I, I put up any new content. I'd like to hear from you questions or comments. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. All my content is free, but if you'd like to help out the cause all the money that i make is going to be re-put back into the podcast for better quality content to deliver to your ears and eyes on a daily basis you can do that you can donate by going to my paypal account paypal.me slash total on the radio that's paypal.me slash total on the radio guys i hope you're getting through this hard time we're all in it together yes some of us some of us are having a tougher go at it than most but just realize there there's, there's an end to this. We will get better. We'll be stronger from this. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope to talk to you tomorrow.